Let's get the slide going. We'll start. Great, perfect. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us to church this morning. Thank you for this opportunity to rest our souls. To rest our minds. For a time to contemplate your goodness. We thank you, Father. For Jesus. We thank you. That we have assurance of salvation. Forgiveness of sins. And peace of mind. Thank you, God. For who you are. And for all of your goodness. Bless this message. Speak to your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to be looking at this morning God's goodness. And it's very interesting because many of the passages that we read today, the songs that we sung, deal with God's goodness. So I want you to think about what is goodness? What does what makes someone good? What makes your mother good? Or your, or your father good? Or your brothers and sisters good? When you say, I have a good mother, what do you really mean by that? Well, I know when I was younger, I thought of my mother as good for a variety of reasons. And I'm going to focus on one aspect of her goodness. And things I remember. I remember one day coming home from school from uh, when I was in sixth grade. Many years ago. Right? When I was thin, had a lot of hair, I was cute. Many years ago. And I remember I had just a terrible day. I had a terrible day in sixth grade. I'm not even sure why, but I just remember walking into my house and I just was so down. And I remember coming in the side door and my mom greeted me. With a huge smile. She made me sit down at the kitchen table. 
And she gave me something I never had before. It's something I've never experienced before. She gave me a big bowl of ramen noodles. The brand was called Oodles of Noodles. And I never, I never had soup like that. And I was trying to pick up the noodles with my spoon, and they were just these, like eating a bowl of spaghetti. I, 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 and I started laughing. And it was so tasty. And I never remembered having such a great time enjoying a bowl of soup. And ever since then, I love ramen noodles. And I think of my, the goodness of my mother. Doing something very simple. But something that brought great joy in my life. Which causes me to thank God for the goodness of my mother. And then I think about my father. And he'd work very, very late. He used to work in Manhattan. So his commute was always four hours a day for 25 years. So I didn't see him much. But I remember a few times when he came home during the summer and we would go in the backyard and he would give up his time to spend time with me in the backyard. And, and what would we do back there? We would just throw a ball. We had a mitt and a ball, and we would just have a catch. But I remember that. And when I think of those memories, I think of the goodness of my parents. And I'm thankful to God for their goodness. And so when we think of people's goodness, what is the common denominator in both of those stories? Both of those memories have something in common. And what's common in both is one word. Generosity. Giving. And when we experience that, we think of goodness. And so this and so this morning, I want you to be thinking about this question. And I kind of, I'm a good teacher, so I gave you the answer ahead of time. But I want you to think about 
what is one of the greatest expressions of God's goodness? And what do you think the next slide is going to say? Young people, what do you think it's going to be? What's the answer? Somebody. A young person, though. <laughs> the parents are so eager. I love it. See, adults are so eager. I want the young people to be eager. What's the, what's the answer? You know what the next slide's going to be. Be prophetic. Be prophetic. They're, they're getting... What is it? Well, yeah, it could be sacrifice. Could. Good answer. Good answer. Starts with a G. Giving. Right? Giving. Giving. And I know some of you knew that answer. I know, I know you know that answer. But giving. One. And we sort in the verses. We sang it in the songs. Now, one of the songs that we just sung today was Glory to God, Glory to God, Glory to God, Glory to God. Do you know what that means? Give God glory. But, but what is the gloriness of God? What is that? Is that just simply a bright light? It may be. But have you ever thought of God's glory? As his goodness? And have you ever thought of God's goodness? As his generosity? These are very, very important ideas. Because if you don't see God as good, then you're not going to go to him. You're not going to lean on him. You're not going to trust him. You're not going to have peace with him. Because if you don't see God as good, then the opposite will happen. You will see him as not that good. There are some people who are always so careful with their religion, waiting, waiting for God to just strike them down if they do the wrong thing. I hope that's not your view of God. Because that view of God sounds more like Satan than it does God. Satan would strike you down with one bad thought you had, one bad action you had, one bad disobedience. Satan would strike you down immediately. But our God is a loving Heavenly Father who is good. And 
And that's why we glorify his goodness. Go to Exodus for a minute if you have your Bibles. And go to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33. And I asked you just before, what is God's glory? What is the glory of God? And so I want you to read verse 18 to 19, and then I want someone to tell me what is the glory of God. What is the glory of God? Look at Exodus 33. Read verses 18 to 19. Tell me what is the glory of God? What's God's glory? One word. It's his. What is it? It's his. Another G word. It is his who's goodness. Someone said it. It's his goodness. Look at verse 18. And he said, that's Moses. I beseech thee, show me thy glory, talking to God. And verse 19 says, and he said, God said, I will make all my Goodness passed before you. So God's glory and why we should be so just enthralled or just, just so overwhelmed by his glory is because of his goodness. It's so wonderful to know that our Father in heaven is filled with goodness. That makes me want to go to him. That makes me want to share with him my thoughts, unburden my heart to him. Because if God is good, he'll embrace me. He won't, he won't push me away. And that's why Jesus says, come to me. And I will give you rest. It's beautiful. So when we think of God's glory, we're thinking of God's goodness. And when we think of God's goodness, we're, we're, see, we're also seeing God's generosity. Because look at verse 19. He says, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Being gracious 
being merciful, it's it's giving. Do you know what mercy is? You, you know, you uh, I mean, you're getting a lot of definitions today, aren't you? And it's important because sometimes, many times, as Christians, we use words and no one really knows what we're talking about. And, 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 and sometimes we're like parrots and we just well, well, it's up there. I guess it's good. I don't, I don't know what it means, but I'll say it. But now you know, when you say, give God glory, it's you're, you're praising him. You're, you're thanking him for his what? His goodness. Right? <laughs> And so what happens is, is when you think of God's glory, you think of his goodness, and then well, well, his goodness is what? His giving. And what does that result? What's the, what, what's the impact? What is the outcome of his generosity? So you see, glory... Goodness, generosity. You see the stream? You see the link? So God, glory, goodness, generosity. What does that equal? What, what's the outcome of that in us? It should result in one of the greatest things you can do. What's one of the greatest things that you can do that pleases a good, okay, a glorious, good, and generous God? What's the greatest thing you can do? That you know, like I am totally in the perfect will of God. That if I do this thing, God is like, wow, thank you. So we know our God is full of glory. Which means he is unbelievable, unbelievably good. And that goodness is expressed with giving. And we know that not just from Exodus, but we also know from Matthew, right? What did we read in Matthew? What is, what is the character of our God like? He's someone that says, if you come to me and you ask me for bread, you know, you know, will will God give you? Well, man won't do that, right? Man won't give. If, if you come to me and ask me for bread, Joe, give me some bread. Am I going to give you a rock? 
那这里就我们就看见，哪怕是我们常人，若你到一个人的面前来说，请请你给我点笔，我就给你石头吗？我都不会这样。Or if you say, Joe, give me some fish, am I going to give you a, a cobra？啊，或者我呃，你不到我的面前来说，呃呃，Joe，你给我一点的鱼，啊，我会给你一个眼镜蛇吗？Now if I give you gave you a bag of rocks when you were asking for food，如果你到我的面前来要我给你食物的时候，我给你一袋。or if I gave you a cobra when you asked for some fish, 如果你想要吃肉, 你想吃点鱼, 到我这里来, 我给你一袋子的, you would say, man, he, he is one evil person. 那么你的回应就是这是一个极其恶毒的人. But I would never do that. When my daughter asks for Taco Bell, I go, OK, let's go. 如果我的女儿到我这里来说,让我们去吃快餐,我说好,那我们去吧. If my daughter says, hey, I need, I need a new pair of sneakers, I go, oh, okay, talk to mom, she'll order it. So, I, and, and I'm not that good of a person, right? I'm a sinner, but I know how to give good gifts. And so when we talk about the good, the glory and the goodness and the generosity of God, you can have confidence that he will give you something good. He knows how to do that. And that's why he says, ask. Knock. Be persistent. So our God knows how to give good gifts. Like air to breathe. Health. So we can go to school and work. Protection from all those close call accidents that could have ruined our life. Right? Our God has given us a lot. And we celebrate His goodness. And we give him glory for his goodness and his generosity. Now let's go back to the, the back up again. So the question I asked you, you see that link. God's glory means he is unbelievably good. What's God's goodness? Generosity beyond our wildest imagination. What should that produce in you? What should that cause you to do? How many of you want to be in the perfect will of God? 
How many of you have ever asked, what is God's will for my life? You're going to get the answer in about five seconds. So, God's glory, God's goodness, God's generosity should result in something in you that if you do it, you will be in the perfect will of God for your life. What could it be? What's swirling around in your mind? What are you thinking about? What do you think I'm getting at? What do you think? What could it be? Is Joe going to tell me to be a missionary? No, what I'm going to tell you is something that's so simple. So, so beautiful. And it, it, it proves again why God is so good. And it's something that anyone, anywhere, under any condition can do. You can do it on a beach looking at the ocean. You can do it while hiking hills on Long Island. You can do it when the plane is landing on the runway. You could do it if you were even in jail. As many, many Christians have found themselves in for following Jesus. What do you think the answer is? Any guesses? Starts with a T, no more G words. It starts with a T this time. And it's two words. One that begins with T and one that begins with Y. What, what is it? It's a phrase that your parents love to hear. When they do something nice for you. It's, I think I'm saying it right. Right? Is that thank you? Oh, I did, did I do say that well? Yeah, good, good. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what God wants. It's a game changer. Look at, look at 1 Thessalonians 
This is the scripture that supports what I just said. Because it doesn't matter what I said, right? It matters if I can say it and say, well, well, this is what God says. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.18, a verse that is so simple to memorize. If you, I mean, if you can memorize anything, you can memorize this one. Even if you have the worst memory, you can memorize this one. In everything, give thanks. Wow, everything. And I know your mind is going, well, what about this? What about that? What about if I broke my leg? What if the car, I, what if the house burns down? And really, I, got, uh, you know, I failed my class and everything, everything. If you notice with certain scripture verses, there's not like an explanation. And there's not like more premises to explain it. You know why that happens, right? Because God is trying to say, this is a law. This is just in your face. Here it is. There's no wiggle room. You can't like kind of maneuver around it. And look, in everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God. It's so powerful. In Christ Jesus, concerning so you don't have to read all these books about finding God's will for your life. Begin here. Begin with, thank you, God. When you thank him, you're acknowledging his generosity. You're, you're acknowledging his goodness. And you're giving him glory. Now, there's a flip side to this and turn to Romans. The flip side to this is in Romans chapter 1, verse 21. And in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, we see the consequences. Of not giving God glory. 
And there is a whole list of sins that flow into one's life. When they don't give God glory. And how do you give God glory? How do you give God glory? By by what? Thanking him. Exactly. You're giving God glory. Oh God, thank you so much for waking me up this morning. Thank you so much for this church. Thank you so much for my husband. Thank you so much for my kids. Thank you, God, for saving me. But do you see how like simple that is? And how beautiful that is? You can please God by doing that. You're capable of doing that. So take the burden of religion off your back. And God is saying, thank me. Because when you don't, look at verse 21. I'm not going to read it. You can read it. But look at verse 21. There are, and you keep reading. Man, when people did not thank God, they become corrupting more evil than you could imagine. 你要在这个罗马书第一章二十一节开始往后面继续读，我不给你读。你要知道，如果我们不给神感谢的时候，一个人就越来越刚硬，对礼服务的恶就越来越严重。You become an ugly person，越来越败坏，以及我们成为一个丑陋的人。Meaning your character，我指的不是你的外表，是你心灵的。I mean, what do you think your parents think of you when they give you a bunch of presents or like Chinese New Year, you get a nice thick red envelope and you don't say thank you? I mean, what would they, what, what do you think they're thinking? They're so spoiled, selfish. Because you don't even say thank you. Because it's when you don't say thank you, it's showing something's in your heart that's just not right. That's why the beginning of a relationship with God is saying thank you. It's probably one of the greatest acts of faith you can do. Back in the fourth century, which is around 300 AD, Christianity is only 300 years old. And a prayer was was created. And, and it was based on a scripture verse in Matthew. And, and it was the, the prayer of a publican, a tax collector, and what he says to God. 
And so these Christians took those words and they made what's called the Jesus prayer. And the Jesus prayer is like eight pages long. No, it's really not. It's just a sentence. <laughs> the early Christians were smart. They kept it very simple. <laughs> I mean, if you told me, come up with the Jesus prayer, it would be a huge. And I would only show you, he's not that smart. <laughs> right? Because any fool can make something complicated, right? But it takes a genius to make something simple. So these early Christians came up with a one sentence prayer. And it's a good prayer. It's called the Jesus prayer. And the way the Jesus prayer goes is something like this. Lord Jesus Christ. Son of God. Have mercy on me. A sinner. That's it. And it's beautiful. It's biblical. And it's actually the beginning of salvation. It's essentially what, and we'll move forward here, it's essentially what someone said, and we're closing here, what someone said when they were next to Jesus on the cross. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. It's powerful. And it's an incredible prayer. And what it's really celebrating is God's goodness. And his generosity. And his glory. Because when the tax collector said those words, Jesus says, This man went away justified. This man has favor with God. Because when you cry out to God, when you ask, He will answer. And He answers by giving. And this story here that we're going to look at very briefly is the greatest example of God's goodness. I mean, when we thank God for food and protection, those are good things, and we should do that, but those things will not last forever. 
为他给我们的食物,为他给我们的保护,我们都感谢他,但要记得一件事情,这是好的,但是所有给你的这一切,都不是存在的永远,都是暂时的。And I can thank God, and I do, for lots of those things. 我每天做很多历史这样的事情,我都会感谢神。But the one thing, where I continue, continue, thank God for, 但是有一件事情,事实上我们应该持续不断的,一直来, and the one thing where I truly experience his goodness and glory. Is when I think about what God did for me through Jesus on the cross. There is no greater act of God's goodness than the cross. No greater act of his love than the And interesting how all those things are encapsulated in John 3.16.要记得这所有的一切的经历和真理都在约翰福音三章十六节里头。because when someone's good to you, what do you say? They love me. 如果一个人他真的是给予你很多的时候，你会知道说哦，因为他爱你。When my mom gave me oodles and noodles, I was like, she's a good guy. I love her. 因为呃，我妈妈给我一一碗面的时候，那我就很，我也很爱她，我知道她爱我。And when my dad was playing catch with me, he gave up time to do something with. My dad's a good dad. He loves me. He gave me his, he gave me time. 当我爸爸和我一起在后院里头就求一起玩，把他的时间给我的时候，我就知道说他是个好爸爸，他爱我。And God understands that. 而且神肯定也理解这个事儿。He designed it that way. 因为他，我们之所以这样感受，都是。So that we would understand His heart better. 他给我们这样设计，就让我们可以知道他的心意，更好的理解他。for God so loved the world that he gave. Right? The greatest expression of God's love is what? Giving. It's everything we've been talking about. It's giving. Which is his goodness. Which is his glory. And so you have the crucifixion scene. And turn for a moment, we'll we'll close out in a few seconds here, but Luke, well, a few minutes. Luke 23. And in Luke 23:33, we're not going to read the whole thing, but we're just going to focus on a little section here. In Luke 23:33 to 34, we read about the crucifixion. And Jesus is being crucified. He's innocent. This is God in human form. The cross is revealing what happens when people live with unthankfulness in their heart. So当选的就是一个人,如果他没有感恩的心,他应该是面对的心吧。
instead of thanking Jesus and thanking God for Jesus, for healing people and feeding people and doing good to people, they kill him. Unthankfulness led to what happened to Jesus as well. 如果我们没有感恩的心，我们当受的就是耶稣在十字架上所受。The Romans and the Pharisees never thanked Jesus for anything.呃呃，法利赛人和罗马人从来没有为耶稣所做的一切感谢。And as a result, they gave God no glory.那就意味着他们没给神任何的荣耀。and so the innocent one is being murdered. But he's being murdered in between two people that deserve to die. On the left side and on the right side are two people who are murderers. These are people who have been in prison. They have killed people. Everyone knows about it. No one would invite them over their house for a meal, believe me. Any more than if your son or daughter came home and they said, Oh, I want you to meet so and so, they had killed someone and they were in jail, you wouldn't, you would be very concerned immediately. But something amazing happens on that day. Which shows the universe once and for all the glory of God. This is the Mount Everest of events. Where God's glory can be seen. Where his goodness can be seen. 他的, uh, Where his generosity can be seen. 在那里, 他的, uh, and, and when we use those words, it's the height of those words. And Jesus does something that you and I could never do, would never do. Because the people being crucified next to Jesus deserve it. And from everyone's point of view, they deserve to die. They deserve to suffer. They deserve to pay for their sins. Good riddance. And yet look at verse 42. 
Actually, go to verse 41, 23:41. Uh, and one of the murderers says this while he's dying on the cross. This is what he says to the other murderer. He's uh, yeah. yeah. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man, Jesus, has done nothing amiss, nothing wrong. So he recognizes Jesus is the good one, the pure one, the sinless one. And this man, moments from dying, where he would spend an eternity in hellfire, Look what he says in verse 42. And he said unto him, Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. So simple. It's a simple prayer. It's like the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Basically the same thing. In Romans, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what does Jesus say to him? Let's see. Does Jesus say some of these negative responses? Are those the negative responses that he he could have said those? I mean, Jesus himself is dying himself. How many of you have had a splitting headache and someone was talking to you? You're like, not now. So if Jesus ignored him, it would have made sense. Look what Jesus says. Verse 43. Verily, only truly or definitely, I say unto thee, today shall thou, shall you 
be with me. Wow. Wow. You imagine hearing those words? The peace that must have flooded into his heart, that thief on that day, hearing those words, it must have been unbelievable. Look at this verse again. Whoever calls, whoever you are, you call in the name of the Lord, shall be saved. You see the simplicity of that? Do you see the goodness of that? Now, all this is important for a variety of reasons. Because if you understand the goodness of God, it will change your life. You will live a life in the perfect will of God because you will be a Christian who is thankful to Him. When was the last time you said, Thank you, Jesus, for saving me? And it's not, oh, yeah, Jesus, thanks. You know, sometimes when you have to remind people to thank you, they go, oh, yeah, thank you. But it's like, like there's a difference between that thank you and thank you so much. Now, sometimes Christians aren't thanking Jesus for salvation. Because they still don't know if they're saved or not. Because when they look in the mirror, they go, How can God save me? Because you and I both know we're still not good enough. Sometimes I look at my daughter. And she really hasn't done anything wrong. Very young. She doesn't do any of the bad things that we think adults do. And yet when sometimes she expresses to me what she's thinking about, I go, ooh, there's a wicked heart there. And then I think if my daughter, who is in my eyes as pure as can be, struggles with sin, then I'm a fool for thinking as long as I don't do certain things, then God will definitely love me now. Even my daughter can't listen to 
，因为我的女儿那么小，那么纯洁的个孩子，她都不能够过一个完全完美的生活。And thank God, that's not the way to heaven. 我们感谢上帝啊，那不是在神的国度里头，我们所过的生活不是这样的。Because if my daughter, who's young and innocent, can't get to heaven on her good works, then I'm definitely not getting to heaven. On my good works. 如果我的女儿在在这么年年纪小小，而且心地纯洁的时候，她也不能靠着自己的好行为上天堂的话，那么我更加难以靠自己的行为上天堂。And so some of you are living with bad news and not good news. 有些的人，你们生活在一个坏消息里面，而不是在福音的好消息里面。And sometimes we put loads, religious loads and rules on our back. Thinking that that's what God wants us to do to get to heaven. Because sometimes we have some wrong religious beliefs. We put a lot of burdens on our shoulders. We think that only when we do good things, we will get to heaven. Now, it is true that you have to have perfect goodness, perfect good works, perfect motives to get to heaven. 你要知道，确实是你必须要有一个好的行为、好的动机、好的生活，你要去上是上天堂的话，你确实需要有这些。It's true， 那是真实的。To get to heaven， you have to have perfect thought life。你要知道，你要配上天堂的话，一定要一个完美的生活、完美的生命。Perfect motives， 而且你要有完美的动机。Perfect obedience to God's laws. 完美的对着神的律法的顺服。But guess what? 但是你要想一想。The good news. 这个好消息是。Is that God's not looking for your perfection. 神并非是在看着你如何的完美。He's looking at it in His Son Jesus Christ. 他是要看见他儿子在世上所过的一个完美的生活和人生。See, I'm not saved by my good works. 要知道，我得救不是靠着我自己的好行为。I'm saved by Jesus's good works. 我得救乃是靠着耶稣的完美的行为，他的好行为。I'm saved by Jesus's perfect obedience. 我得救是完全靠着耶稣他完美的顺服。That is good news. 那就是好消息，就是福音。And that gives me assurance. If if the thief on the cross can be saved, 如果在十字架上与基与耶稣同钉十字架的强盗可以因着这个祷告得救 ，by simply asking Jesus， 他只是简单的向耶稣祈求 for help， 他说你帮助我 ，and so can you. 那么你今天也可以做同样的事情。If if Jesus would save that murderer on the cross by simply him asking， 如果耶稣都可以拯救那一个旁边的谋杀犯、强盗啊，就仅仅是因为他对着耶稣有这么一个祷告和祈求。Have peace， 那么他，你今天也可以有这一个的平安。If you come to God asking the same thing， 如果你到神的面前。And begin to thank him. You, you for his generosity. Thank him for his goodness. 
And by doing that, 你来向他, 呃, 感谢, 这样做的时候, you give him glory. 你就荣耀了他, Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 亲爱的天父, thank you. 我谢谢你, thank you for the good news. 谢谢你给我们带来的好消息, oh God, thank you for your generosity. Oh, 神啊,我们谢谢你的慷慨, giving us mercy. 给我们这样的, uh, uh, 给我们这样的怜悯, grace. 给我们这样的恩慈, forgiveness. 给我们这样的恩典和, uh, 圣灵, salvation. 给我们救恩, May we step out in faith and simply say thank you. This morning, if you're a sinner, 今天, uh, 早上, 如果你意识到自己是个罪, cry out to God now in your heart. And say, Lord, 叫向神说, say, Jesus, 耶稣, Son of God, 神的儿子, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus promises 耶稣就给你这样一个应许, to forgive you, 还要圣人, to give you mercy, 还要给你连续, to give you paradise. Thank him. It's an act of faith. It's receiving what he's giving you. By saying thank you, you are walking in faith. Because by saying thank you, you acknowledge his goodness. Lord God, may we be people who walk in your will by living a life that in everything, everything, we give thanks to you. Fill your people today. With this good news. May they walk out of this church. Filled with joy. Knowing that they are accepted, that they are accepted and loved by a heavenly father. And they don't have to do anything else to receive God's goodness. They just need to say, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, allow this truth to transform your people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.